2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: This is Straight Fire with
0: Jason McIntyre.
3: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. It's Straight Fire for Wednesday. September 1st, football month is here. We are... 8 days away from the kickoff between the Cowboys and Bucks next Thursday. It's pretty cool that we get like a long weekend here to kind of everybody just relax a little bit coast into the football season cuz you know what the next like 5 weeks, 5 sorry, 5 months are going to be just it's a grind. I hope you're rested folks. I hope you're well rested and ready for action cuz uh the NFL is nearly upon us. Very excited and obviously. We got an NFL heavy show today. Although I'm going to say my little Ben Simmons rant for the end, and yes, we will have college football picks probably today or tomorrow's show. Um, we will be having a fantasy football extraordinaire show coming up, and then we're going to have another one. Uh, I had I talked about my first auction draft is done. I've got four more drafts to go. Uh, very excited. I got my son doing fantasy football, and um, I have you know several leagues, obviously. Got a Fox League I just got invited to. A bunch of guys from Fox Sports should be fun. Money on the line in all of them, but uh, I just, I love fantasy, I love gambling, I love the NFL, and like, it's weird because toward the end of summer here, you know, you're kind of relaxing a little bit, there's not a ton of sports going on in August, and I found myself like, you know, obviously while you're researching NFL, you're diving in, then you're taking a break, and I found myself, honestly, since we bought a soccer team, I found myself playing a lot of FIFA. It's very weird. I want to get to know Liga MX. Um, obviously, our team lost a brutal, brutal result. I don't even want to revisit it because you don't care. But I'm texting the other guy who's like one of the majority owners. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. How can they do it? You know, the ref- I felt like the ref screwed us. Basically, and I know you don't care. Um, so we missed a penalty kick early. And they go up one nothing, And we tie it 1-1 in stoppage time. Like three or four minutes in. They give them a penalty kick. And it was questionable, but whatever. You're on the road. Um, the penalty kick is saved. It's like, oh, fine thank goodness we got a tie against one of the worst teams in the league. And the referee's like, wait a minute. He was off his line early. Redo the PK. And the guy makes the penalty kick. And I mean, I'm outraged. I'm just livid. This was while I was on the golf course. It kind of threw me for a loop for a hole. But nevertheless. Um, so I found myself playing a lot of FIFA And um, I'm getting good at FIFA. I won at the professional level. I'm about to try World Class next. Um, And and it's fun. But when football starts, it's like there's no time for video games. You know? Uh, Wife and I have been watching a lot of Ted Lasso uh, because we got Apple TV. And um, that's going to stop because there's football on Saturday, college football. Usually there's a good game Saturday night. Sunday night football. Monday night football. Tuesday's usually the rest day. Um, Wednesday, uh, I think there's Maction. I don't watch a ton of Maction. I'll be honest. Thursday night football and Friday, like start of the weekend. Remember, I don't have the radio show this fall. Big change for your boy. I know you guys are fired up about that. Um, but let's dive right into the big news of the day. And it's, it happened, uh, I guess pretty, you know, like mid morning on the East coast. Um, Tuesday, Cam Newton released by the Patriots. Now, a lot of people are stunned. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. How could this happen? I can't believe they Have you been listening to the pod? The faithful listeners of this pod know what's up. Okay? Yeah, I predicted Drew Locke would get the job. He didn't get it. It's fine. I understand why Bridgewater got it. No outrage on my part. I don't think it was the wrong call. Uh, I think it's the safe call, and given the Broncos' early schedule, they're going to run the football and play defense, and I, that's why I got their kicker in fantasy. I don't think they're going to be trying a lot of risky stuff, the Broncos. But the Patriots are a completely different animal, okay? Bill Belichick is one of the winningest coaches in the history of the sport. I guess he is, right, when you count Super Bowls. You think he's coming off a seven-win season and looking for mediocrity to above average in Cam Newton? No. He wants to have options. Mac Jones gives them options. Hey, we're going to do three or four wide receivers. You know, oh, no, we're going to do two tight end sets because we got Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. Or we're going to ground it bound because we got uh, the running backs, Um, especially Damian Harris, who's going to be a beast. I mean, I I just think Mac Jones gives them so many options. And listen, the Josh McDaniel system is difficult to learn. Um, That's well chronicled. Mac Jones is a smart kid. He turns 23, I think, next week. This is not some 21-year-old, okay, like the Mormon Mahomes in New York. Mac Jones will be ready. It's going to be fine. Now, where it gets interesting is what happens to Cam. And of course, as we are wont to do on this podcast, we were ahead of the curve. We asked Albert Breer, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, what becomes of Cam if he's done. And it's basically like, ooh, does he retire? Does he go to media? Is there is there a, a bidding war between CBS and ESPN and Fox and NBC for Cam Newton? I, I don't know. I think the reality is he's not done. He doesn't want to go out like this. I'm not going to get into the COVID stuff, whether that hurt him. It's obvious it hurt him. Even the close contact. It had to have hurt him. Missing five days? When you got a rookie breathing down your neck? Cam saw the writing on the wall. The only people who didn't see it or just refused to see it, or they want to make it like a racial thing, like, oh, Cam got done dirty, you know?
0: Um, I think there's options for Cam.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: I would say, number one, the Houston Texans are going to definitely be in the Cam Newton market. Think about this. The Texans, done with J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson is gone. Will Fuller's gone. I can't, I don't know who who you're, is there one Houston Texan you're buying a ticket to watch? There isn't. That's the, I mean, that's the reality. Nobody cares about anybody on the Texans. They got the worst roster in the league. They got a bunch of veterans that nobody cares about. They didn't have a first round pick. It is a total train wreck in Houston. That being said, Cam Newton is still a popular player among fans. Kids love him. He's like a, Cultural—I don't know if he's an icon, but he's a cultural figure. Cam Newton, without question, you know this is an MVP of the league. Took Carolina to the Super Bowl, brought the dab to the NFL. He's got the swag. He, he can lead a locker room. I, I just—I don't know who Houston or their fans are getting excited about. I don't know if Cam gives them a great chance to win, and maybe they want to tank and they don't want to get in the Cam Newton business. But the Houston Texans faux show. At some point, we'll kick the tires on Cam Newton. I think there's two other teams that kind of, sort of, maybe make sense. Um, I would say number three would be the huge, would be the Carolina Panthers. Um, he started his career there. Carolina's kind of in a rebuild. They're in that middle ground. They're giving Sam Darnold a chance, obviously, because, you know, Sam Darnold is a former top three pick in the draft who flamed out in a disastrous situation with my Jets. He's got the tools. He's got the offensive coordinator. He's got the skill position players. I think Sam Darnold succeeds. If you look at the uh, the schedule of defenses they're facing, it is not difficult at all. A lot of the defenses they're facing were not in the top half of the league last year. Darnold, I don't know if he's going to eat, but he's going to thrive. I guess if you're eating, you're thriving. But the only way that really happens is if Darnold totally, completely flops. I don't see it. Or he gets hurt. And then Cam Newton, the prodigal son, returns for one last hurrah. And, you know, Cam Newton finishes his career in Carolina, finishes out this season, retires a Panther, blah, blah, blah. But assume he's going to the Hall of Fame, right? Cam Newton, you win an MVP. I think a lot of the MVPs are in the Hall of Fame. Did not win a Super Bowl. Um, ooh, I don't actually. I'd probably have to look closer at that. I should not have popped off and said Cam will be in the Hall of Fame. I, I would need to dive deeper on that. But I think the number one team for Cam Newton services would probably be the Miami Dolphins. We established Monday on this podcast that they do not have faith in Tua tunga That's why they're still looking at Deshaun Watson. That's why last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick had to come in and bail out Tua. And I know Dolphins fans are angry. Oh, it was just one year and didn't have the offensive line. And this. The excuses for Tua are unbelievable. But it's obvious Unless Dolphins Brass comes out and say, we have faith in Tua, we want, we do not, we're not talking to, Kay, we want nothing to do with Deshaun Watson, which you are not going to do. How could Tua have any faith? He's going to be looking over his shoulder. And I'm telling you guys, that season opener is going to be telling. Tua against a Belichick defense that historically has eaten alive young quarterbacks. And, okay, you could scoff at the Patriots defense last year. They had... Eight guys opt out for COVID. Four starters on defense. They got Van Noy back from the Dolphins. Van Noy saw uh, Tua all year in practice. I have already bet the Patriots favor by three. I think it'll touch three point five. No doubt about it. If I'm it, that that opener will be telling for Tua. I, I, listen, I'm not going in on the guy. I'm just this is reality. Okay? Dolphins fans were all geeked after last year. Oh, we almost made the playoffs lost on the final day. They were one of the luckiest teams in the NFL from turnover margin to on down the list. They got super lucky. Special teams was delivering. They opened this year. New England, Buffalo, Raiders, Colts, Buccaneers. There's a very decent chance. Tua and the dolphins are 1 and 4 headed into a Jacksonville game. Now it softens up. Jacksonville, Atlanta, and then another a game against Houston. But the 1 and 4 is on the table. They do have to go to Vegas. I think Vegas could be plucky at home. We'll see. We'll see. Um I don't know what the Colts are going to be. They have a brutal early schedule. I don't really like them. We'll see what's up with Wentz. They've got injuries galore. Um I'm just I'm just saying like that opener for Tua Versus Mac Jones, which is going to have all the fun subplots. Two former Alabama quarterbacks, right? Um, Unbelievable, but Alabama's not known as a quarterback factory. And they have three quarterbacks starting in week one. Tua, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts in Philly. That's kind of wild, is it not? Um, If I'm a betting man, I have a feeling Mac Jones will be in the mix for rookie of the year. I, I don't, again, I don't love Mac Jones. I didn't love him as a prospect. I'm not overly bullish on him lighting the league on fire. But, but it's McDaniels. It's Belichick. Historically, they have not failed. I think Mac can have success. You get two games against the Dolphins, two games against the Jets. Listen, I, I'm i not taking a flyer on Mac Jones to win the rookie of the year. I've already got money on Trevor Lawrence to do that. But Mac Jones is going to have success. Like, I don't love him. And, and, and where this really gets interesting is, by all accounts, Kyle Shanahan and the Niners wanted Mac Jones. That's why they traded up. Then, as we chronicled on this pod way back in the day, many times, we had many guests on who essentially confirmed it. Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. And then, for whatever reason, Maybe the tape on Trey Lance was just so overwhelming. Um, Trey Lance did not play football last year. I mean, he had one game, but the season did not happen for his school, North Dakota State. So Trey Lance, one year as a starter. Um, they changed. They pivoted from Mac Jones to Trey Lance. And Mike Lombardi, the uh, former, I, I think he was with the Patriots. He's with, yeah, he's got Super Bowl ring with the Patriots. Um he was at FS1 for like 10 minutes. Worked with him. Fun guy. We went back and forth. I, I like him. Um, he claims that there was outside pressure that talked Kyle Shanahan off of Mac Jones. Now, I don't know what outside pressure means. He has not elaborated. He wouldn't come on this pod and answer that question. Um, but it is, it, it's interesting because you know if Mac Jones lights the world on fire, Kyle Shanahan's going to be like, that was the guy I wanted. And I got Trey Lance. And I I mean I don't see Lance winning the starting job in San Fran. That the domino effect from Mac Jones being, I believe, the fifth quarterback taken. Right? I mean, I think he was a fifth quarterback taken in the NFL draft. Let me look that up real quick. Because obviously we know who went. Uh Justin Fields went before him. And uh it went Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Yeah. Justin Fields eleven. Mac Jones, 15. Okay, we know Lawrence is starting. We know Wilson's starting. Lance, I don't think he's starting. Justin Fields, they claim he's not starting. They claim. I think that would be a really, really bad move by Nagy. But it is interesting that the fifth quarterback start, And this is weird. If you look back at the last decade, it's usually the third or fourth quarterback who pops from these drafts. Remember, Mahomes was not first. Mitchell Trubisky was the first quarterback. He didn't pop. Last year, Burrow won. He was good. Tua, five, eh. Justin Herbert. Now, that guy was off the hook. Justin Herbert was Rookie of the Year, set all kinds of rookie passing records. Third quarterback taken. Go to 2019, Kyler Murray. Now, he was very, very good. I mean, Kyler Murray was excellent. There wasn't even. It doesn't look like there was another quarterback taken high in uh, in twenty nineteen. But you know, you know where I am really headed is uh, twenty eighteen is the one. Oh, Daniel Jones went second. Dwayne Haskins, he was a major bust. Drew Locke. yes, okay. So twenty nineteen, it does not apply. Let's go to twenty eighteen. That's the one where Baker Mayfield went first. Darnold went second. He's already on his second team. Josh Allen has been awesome. He went third. The fourth quarterback taken, Josh Rosen. Lamar Jackson, end of the first round. Already has an MVP. Already has three uh, playoff trips. Usually, it's not the first quarterback who pops. And then, of course, Trubisky went two, Mahomes 10, um, Watson 12. I'm just—so it, 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 don't be shocked if Mac Jones— there's not as much pressure on Mac Jones, right? Um, you go first overall, there's pressure. You're the savior, I don't think anybody really thought when they drafted Mac Jones, he's a savior. More people thought, oh, he's going to wait a year behind Cam. Mm, No, he's ready. So I wasn't as surprised by the news as a lot of people. Um, But listen, this uh, this is seismic. We'll see. I would put next team for Cam Newton. I would say Miami, Houston, Carolina as my top three. And obviously, listen, if there's an injury somewhere, Obviously, Cam pops up as a viable option. But think about this, though. If there is an injury and you're not really considered a playoff team, wouldn't you just kind of trot out some young guy and kind of sort of tank? I know they don't tank in the NFL, but isn't that the move? To get a high draft pick, to get a quarterback? That's what I would do,
0: but we'll see. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats,
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: The other big story in sports, and, and again, it's tough to talk about the NBA in September because it's like the NBA, like what the heck's going on in the NBA? Well, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, Ben Simmons has told the 76ers, I'm not going to be reporting to camp. I want to be traded. Ben Simmons, uh, uh, according to the Philly Inquirer. Now, here's what's interesting. Have not seen Woj chime in on this. It's speculative. I'm sure uh, Ben Simmons' agent, the Rich Paul crowd, the clutch sports guys, I'm sure they do not really want this out there right there hoping to nip it in the bud. Hey, let's not talk about it. So when I'm sure they were asked for comment about this, but I saw nothing from Woj, nothing from Shams um except uh a couple days ago Shams had that um Ben Simmons career in Philly is over. It's not like a if, it's a it's a when is it going to happen. He had that a couple days ago. But this was a more definitive report. Ben Simmons is not going to report to camp. Is basically saying, I don't even want to come back to Philly. And I did tell you guys on this pod, happened to know some guys in the Ben Simmons camp, and they said he was basically treated with all kinds of nasty threats after that Game 7 loss, like really ugly stuff. And I was told he has not been back to Philadelphia since the Game 7 loss, meaning... I know he's been out here in L.A. You can see that all over Instagram and all these videos where he's playing pickup basketball. Um, But essentially, Ben Simmons has been away from Philadelphia for, I don't know, four months now, three, four months. Um, Is there an intent to go back at all? It doesn't sound like it. Um, The problem is, where is Ben Simmons willing to go here? Like, I would assume you get fined if you don't show up to training camp. I don't know what the number is, but... Ben Simmons had a lot of money, right? Is he willing to just say, you know what? I just refuse to go back. Then what happens to his trade value? Like, is anybody backing up the brinks for Ben Simmons when you know he's not playing for Philly? Like, why would you do that? This is where somebody hopes to get, like, if you're Philly, you you still want a star in return, but who's giving up a star when Ben Simmons is not even reporting to camp? What you, if you're Portland right now, you call up and say, Hey, sorry, you're not getting Dame, but we'll give you CJ McCollum. Give us Ben Simmons. Can they make that happen? And then you get Ben Simmons, you get Damian Lillard. Is that, obviously, CJ McCollum isn't enough. You need a package of sorts, but it just seems to me like it's a formality that he's going to get de- dealt here before the season begins before any of that. And uh, I don't know. I'm still on the Ben Simmons train, guys. I know a lot of people are down on Simmons and, oh, he can't shoot at all. Like, he has not shown he can shoot. Is there a reason for that? Again, I'm sure there's a psychologist needed to get into the picture here. It doesn't totally add up as to why. Maybe it's just been like, hey, out of necessity. Why should I shoot when we've got Joel Embiid inside and we got Tobias Harris shooting, and I can just deliver and rebound and pass and get triple doubles. Um, Maybe we need to get him in a situation where he needs to shoot. I think the Golden State Warriors have a poo-poo platter that they can make very enticing for Ben Simmons. But the question is, can they play Draymond and Ben Simmons on the court, two non-shooters at the same time? If anybody can try to figure it out, I think the Golden State Warriors probably can. So that's where we are. The only NBA story that really matters. And um, obviously NBA is really on the back burner with college football rapidly approaching um, and the NFL on the horizon. Folks, gosh, you don't don't know how much fun I have doing this podcast. And by the way, the response and the reaction, thank you for all of it. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Share it with your friends except the guys in Philly. I'm sure they're going to hate that. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Network. work.